Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. For more information about Adventure Church, please visit our website at adventurechurch.tv. Now, prepare your heart for a message from God's Word. Our theme for this Christmas has been Believe. And the story of Christmas is definitely a story, and we just read it with the kids, and and the story of Mary and Joseph and the journey they went on. But it's not just a story. It's something that actually happened, and it's something that we as Christians put our entire faith in and belief that God came to live with us. Emmanuel means that God came to be with us. You see, in the very beginning, Adam and Eve were in the garden together with God. The Bible says that God walked with them. And when sin entered the picture, it separated us from God. So for centuries, God was separated from his people. But 2,000 years ago, God came back in flesh in the gift of his son. And he came, and for the first time, God was reunited with his creation, where he was there in flesh, able to talk with his people. You see, God created us for his own enjoyment because he loves us and he knows each one of us. And he created us with a specific purpose and and story of our own to live out before him. And, And that's really what Christmas is all about, is that God finally came to be with us, that God was reunited with his people, but it's not just a story for us to talk about or, or to go to a service every now and then. It's a story that we're supposed to live out in our life. Believe, Mr. Webster defines it as some, accepting something is true to feel sure of the truth. So the story of Christmas happened over 2,000 years ago. None of us were at the scene. None of us were in the stable there. None of us actually saw this. So we have no physical evidence of this story, but we believe that it's happened, that we accept this as truth and we apply it to our life. And this is a truth that we can be sure of tonight. Maybe you've heard it described as faith before, that we put our faith or our belief in God. And and faith is defined as a strong belief and complete trust and confidence in God based on spiritual understanding and experience rather than proof. You see, this Christmas, I really want you to understand that because of your belief in this story, your belief in God, the story of Christmas, you can believe God for anything. Because of your belief in Jesus, God with us, that you can believe him for anything in your life. I think one of the greatest gifts that God has given us is the ability to believe in something to put our faith in something, to put our trust in something. And what better to put our faith and trust in than the God who created the universe, who loves us and knows us. Ephesians 1.9 says this. Paul was talking to the church there and he said, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. You see, God's power in your life is only activated when you believe in him. I tell people that all the time, that God doesn't respond to need. People need God all the time, but God responds to faith, putting your faith, your trust, your hope in him. He requires of us to take that step of obedience to activate his power and his will in our life. And the same power that put into motion the entire universe that put into plan the story of Christmas is the same power that's available to us tonight. That that power is available to you. The Bible says that the the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in each and every one of us to those who 
believe. Believing in God. Let's take the story of Jesus' birth, for instance, and when God told Mary how the story would unfold and what would happen, she was a teenager, that the Holy Spirit was going to come and, and, and impregnate her with the Son of God. You can imagine the, 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 the struggle there that she would have to understand this. And she was engaged to this man, Joseph, and what was he going to think of that she was already pregnant? And, and all of this was happening and beginning to unfold. And the angel comes to her and begins to tell her this. And Mary says, what, well, how is this going to happen? And, and he said, it's the power of God that's going to do it. It's, it's God's power that's going to make this happen. And in Luke chapter 138, Mary responded like this. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. May everything you have said about me come true. In Luke 145, she goes on to tell her cousin Elizabeth, she goes to visit her, and she was the mother of John the Baptist. She was pregnant with John the Baptist, who was prophesied would come before Jesus and would make the way for him. And so she comes to her cousin Elizabeth, and Elizabeth says this, you are blessed. I don't know about you, but getting pregnant by God, and when you're engaged, I don't know if I would feel blessed if God was beginning to unravel this story in my life. And she says, you are blessed because you have believed what the Lord that the Lord would do what he said. She believed the story. She believed that the Lord would do what she said. Mary had to be thinking, well, this defies the laws of nature. This is impossible. But she responded to the angel with what I would call a Proverbs 3 mindset. Proverbs 3 says this, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you the path to take. The key part of that scripture there is that you're not to lean on your own understanding. The Bible says that God can do significantly more than we could ever think of or imagine and that when our plans don't really go the way that we thought they would, that God is God, that he's in control and that we don't lean on our own understanding, but we acknowledge God, that we believe in God. We put our trust and our faith in God and that he will direct us, that he continues to lead us. And Mary had that kind of faith that she put in God. That even though this doesn't make sense, I don't even understand how this is all going to work out. If my family will accept me, if they'll accept my son, if my fiance will still marry me. She didn't, she didn't get wrapped up in that. She said, I'm not going to lead on my understanding, but God, I will do what you say. I believe what you say will come true in my life. And we have to have that same kind of faith. She just said, I believe. Let it be as you say. We have to have that mindset. We have to have that faith for our own life, even though your situation tonight maybe doesn't make sense, and we can get wrapped up in the Christmas holiday, and it's joyous, but for some of you sitting here in a room this large, that there's many of you who are going through very challenging times this Christmas, whatever the case may be. So how do you get through those things? How do you get through the difficult situations of life, just like Mary did? You just look at God, and you say, God, regardless, I don't understand it, but I trust in you. I put my belief in you. My faith is in you. We must respond to God with that same, God, let it be as you say. Mary said, God, let it be as you say and not what I see. You see, because we see through natural eyes. God sees the entire picture, the beginning from the end, so we cannot begin to comprehend how he sees our entire life and how our story will unfold. We see right now. But God sees the entire picture, and so we can't base our life and our feelings and our faith off of what we see. We base it off of what we believe. So what does God say? Not the fox. What does God say? That was supposed to be a joke. I'm glad you got it. 
If you don't know what that is, just YouTube. It has like 300 million views. It's unbelievable. But what does God say? What does his word say? Isaiah the prophet in chapter 9 verse 6 foretelling of Jesus said this, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders. I think some of you need to take that to heart today. The Bible says that God is in control of even our government, amen? It doesn't matter who's in the White House, it doesn't matter who wins an election, it doesn't matter what, you know, is happening with all the stuff that goes around us, we can get so wrapped up in those things. It says that, that this son who is going to be given to us, that even the government will rest on his shoulders, that he has authority, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Look at how the prophet describes Jesus. Wonderful counselor, that, that he'll never leave your side, that he'll always be there with you, that he's a mighty God, that he's all-powerful, he's all-knowing, he's always present in your situation, that you can lean and put your faith and your understanding into that, that he's the everlasting father, which means he will live on forever, and those who believe in him will live on forever with him as well. That he's the prince of peace, that regardless of your situation tonight, that in a moment God can bring peace to your situation that passes understanding if you believe. Isaiah goes on in chapter 28. He says, therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am placing a foundation stone, Jesus, in Jerusalem, a firm and tested stone. It is a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believes need never be shaken. That Jesus is a strong foundation for you to build your life on. That whoever puts their faith in him and believes in him does not have to be worried when the world starts to crumble around them, when the situation doesn't go your way, when the plans don't go your way, that he is the firm foundation to those who believe. That's the God who came to be with us. Jesus himself in John chapter 14, 12, verses 12 through 14 said this, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I have done, even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. You see, today you may be facing problems and things in your life that seem impossible. But God is the God of impossible to those who believe. But you have to believe that God can change your situation. The Bible says when we doubt that we get tossed back and forth, that you have to stay firm in the belief that you have, and that's the, the awesome thing about God, that the only qualification that you have to have to activate God's power in your life, as Paul told the church in Ephesians, is that you have to believe that he can do it. So you have to get your mind moving in the right direction. You have to change your way of thinking, retrain the way you think from I can't do this to I can do this, that, that this won't happen, that it will happen. My kids will serve God. My financial situation will change around. I can find my soulmate. God can do those things. We have to believe God can provide the miracle for you to those who believe. But when we doubt, the Bible says we're tossed, we're torn around. You know, the other day, just yesterday, I had to go to the Apple store uh, a couple days before Christmas. That wasn't very fun. But I scheduled an appointment with the Genius Bar, the really smart people, you know, that know how to fix stuff. Because my phone kept dying. The battery would just all of a sudden drop out. And so I take it in there. And so I'm like, hey, it's going to be a bad battery. Maybe I'll get a new phone. Merry Christmas to me. But they said, oh, no, your battery's fine. It's actually your software 
that's, that's messed up. And so your software isn't reading the battery, right? So that's why it's shutting off your phone. And so they had to reboot, retake off the old stuff off my phone and put new software on my phone that would work correctly. And I was thinking about this when it comes to our mindset when it comes to God. That many of us, because either the way that we thought before we found God or the situations that we've been dealt in life, we don't believe that God can do what he says he can do. Remember, Mary said, God, let it be as you say. And we're just looking through the scripture here of what God says, that he can do anything. That he's all powerful, that he can do anything to those who believe. And so we have to kind of get rid of the old software in our minds and retrain the way we think. And so when we see the situation that seems impossible, we go, hey, it seems impossible. I don't understand it, but I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. I'm going to acknowledge God. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to put my belief in him. And I believe God can do anything. We put our belief in God. We have to change the way we think, begin to talk that stuff out. God's promises are yes and amen. The Bible is full of truth. God does not lie. The Bible says he is not a man that he should lie. He is truth. His word is truth and his promises are for you. For it to be, you have to believe. For whatever it is, whatever that it is in your life, whatever you need from God, for that to be, you have to believe. For that to come in your life, in your situation. 2 Corinthians 5, 6-7 says, So we are always confident, even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not at home with the Lord. Verse 7, for we live by believing and not by seeing. You know, our, our, our world, it says, well, I got to see it to believe it. You know, that's what we say. That's the common phrase. Oh, yeah, so-and-so, they turned the left around. I got to see that to believe it. I went to school with him. I used to, you know, I know who that guy is. You know, hey, the boss at our work, they're going to give us raise. I'll believe it when I see it, right? That's how we say things. But God's word is, is the opposite. It's the upside-down kingdom. For us to see it, we have to believe it. So belief becomes before seeing. John chapter 20, Jesus said, to Thomas, the doubting disciple, put your finger in here. This is when he came back from the dead. He said, look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe, Thomas. He said, my Lord, my God. Then Jesus told him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. That God says we're going to be more blessed even than the disciples because we put our faith in a God that we haven't even actually seen. That there's more power to us and, and given to us than even the disciples because we believe in a God that we haven't even seen. We believe in the story of Christmas that Emmanuel, God, came to be with us and we put our belief and our faith in him that anything is possible. You see, we can't be moved by what we see. We can only be moved by what we believe. I've shared Riley's story with many of you many times and our daughter was born with a heart defect called Tetralogy of Fallot, and at five weeks old, she had to have open heart surgery. And so, you know, through the process, we were planning a church at the time, and I felt like our faith was strong, and, and we were believing. Many of you here in this room were praying with us and believing for God to do the miraculous in her life, and, you know, the surgery went really well, and the surgeons tell us, hey, everything, you know, went according to plan, everything's good. But when we got to go see her following her surgery when she was in ICU, this is the picture that I saw right here. And so this was Riley at five weeks old. And so this is what I come in to see. She was very swollen. She had a lot of fluid on her because of the surgery and being on bypass. And so me, the pastor, the person who's full of faith, walks into this room, and I couldn't even stay in the room. 
because what I was seeing was challenging what I believed. That I believed God could do it, but what I was seeing in my natural eyes was telling me this isn't what a five-week-old baby should look like. I thought they said it went good, and, and I'm standing there, and I go out, and the doctor's like, hey, 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 it's, she's doing really well. This is, this is normal, you know, and this is what happens. But I, I'll be very honest with you that what I saw in the natural affected what I, I thought I knew and I believed that God would do. But slowly, she began to recover, and they told us what would be an eight-day stay in the hospital to 12, we were, we were home at four. And now... If you didn't see Riley before, she was wanting me to hold her. Here's Riley today at three. Three years removed. She had surgery December 2nd of 2010. So we're just a little over three years. And and now look at what happened. And so I can remember that night where we were just, we were staying in a room at Children's Hospital there at the, they had rooms for parents. And Justin and I got in there and I was just crushed by what I'd seen and overwhelmed with just the enormity of, of what was happening in her life and, and the, the, the days that were going to lie ahead. And my faith was, was challenged at that moment. But, but the only thing I knew to do was just to, to get with Jess. And we, we got down in the bed at, at that high, and we just began to pray. We said, God, I, I, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't understand. I don't see God. But, I, but we believe. God, we believe you can do anything. We believe that you can change her, that you can heal her. And we just put our faith back into the one that we said again that was unshakable that was firm, that was a foundation that we could plant our life on regardless of the situation that came our way. And as you can see, she's a beautiful three-year-old girl with no restrictions, living her life to the full, too full sometimes. And uh, you can't slow her down because God is faithful to those who believe. I didn't see it, but I believed it. And because I believed it, then I got to see it. And that's how God works. And so in your situation, I don't know what it is that you see in the natural eyes, but don't look to what you see. Don't base it on how you feel. Base it on what you know. We cannot react to our feelings because they change so much. We have to react to our faith, what we believe in God. Augustine said that faith is to believe what we do not see. And the reward of faith is to see what we believe. That's how it works. That's how believing in God works. I want to close with this story from the Gospel of John. And this is where Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. And so Jesus was out doing his ministry. And again, Jesus was very close with Mary and Martha. He was, he was like extended family to them. He frequently visited her house. Lazarus was one of his best friends. And so Lazarus is sick and he's dying. And so Jesus is out in another town. He's ministering to people. And they say, go get Jesus. Tell him to come back because Lazarus, his best friend, is sick and he needs him. And Jesus said, I have more important things that I need to do. I need to take care of these issues. I'll get to it when I get to it. So Jesus shows up a couple days after Lazarus had died. He passed away. The family's upset. Their brother just died, but they're also upset with Jesus. Hey, you're like family to us. You were close to us, and when we needed you, you didn't show up. And this is how Martha responded. Jesus shows up on the scene finally, and, and that's how they were feeling. But in John eleven twenty two, she said, this is how we feel. She said, but even now, I know that God, that God will give you whatever you ask. She said, even though it didn't work out, and even though he's dead, I still believe that you can change my situation. And for some of you, you got to have that even now faith that you said, Kyle, I believe for God. I believe for God to save this person. I believe for God to heal me. I believe for my financial situation to change. My faith was strong and God didn't show up. 
But some of you need to have the even now kind of faith tonight. This Christmas, believing in 2014 that you have the even now faith, that even though it didn't happen, God, even now, I believe you can do it. I can shake off the doubt. I can start believing in you again. Sometimes God waits on purpose. He waits for us to allow our faith to grow stronger. He waits so that, so that he can show up and get all the glory and all the power. Just because you believed it didn't work out on your timetable doesn't mean that God is through with you wet. You see, they wanted Jesus to heal Lazarus, but he had other plans. Jesus didn't want to heal Lazarus. He wanted to resurrect him. He said, I don't just want to heal him. That's easy. I do that all the time but I haven't raised anybody from the dead yet. Maybe God doesn't want to heal that situation you're in. Maybe he wants to resurrect it back to life. Because when that happens, when God does something that miraculous, he knows man can't get any credit for it, that he'll get all the credit for it. John eleven forty, 40, he responded to them, Mary and Martha. He said, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? You see, faith doesn't operate in the realm of possible because there's no glory for God in which is humanly possible. Faith begins where man's power ends. And it's the belief that we have in God that activates his power in your life and in your situation. Vanessa's gonna come tonight. She's gonna sing a song. There's gonna be a video that goes with it. But I want you to know that Regardless of your situation tonight, regardless of what you see in the natural, that God is working behind the scenes, that as long as you have breath, that God is not through with you yet. And so as this song plays, listen to the song, listen to the lyrics, watch them on the screen, but think about your situation. Think about what you need from God and how if you only believe, God can show up and do something miraculous in your life. Great 
God has come with us. Tonight, I don't know exactly where you're at in your walk with God, in your faith in Him, in your belief in Him, but I know that the lyrics of that song and the story of Jesus is true, that He loves you, that He knows exactly where you're at. Regardless of how you feel tonight, God is with you. Emmanuel, God is with us. His presence is here right now. The Bible says that those who confess their belief in God Say, you know what, God, I believe the story. I believe that you can change me. I believe that you can change my situation. The Bible says that God honors that faith. And that when we put our trust in him, he's faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins, of all of the issues of our past. And that the power that comes through a relationship with God can change your life, can change your situation. Jesus was approached by a father whose son was sick and the gospel of Mark chapter 9 and 
tells him, Lord, he's sick, and my son really needs you, and he's not here. I, I need you to help him. I need you to heal him. And he said, can you have mercy on us, and can you help him if you can? And Jesus responded in Mark 9, 23. He said, what do you mean if I can? Jesus asked. He said, anything is possible if a person believes. And the father instantly cried out, I do believe but help me overcome my unbelief. Maybe that's where you're at. It's like, how oh, I do believe, but then days come and they go and doubt comes back in and then I don't believe again. Maybe that's your prayer today too, where you just say, Jesus, I do believe, but help me to overcome my unbelief. If you'd bow your heads and close your eyes with me in the privacy of this moment tonight, I just want to ask you a simple question. Do you believe? believe in Jesus? Do you believe in Christmas? And, and is that belief active in your life to where you live out those beliefs and you have a relationship with God? Again, the Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave Jesus, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And so today, before we close out this Christmas Eve service, I want to give you an opportunity to say, you know what, Kyle? I've never my full faith and trust in God and I want to tonight. I want to believe I need God's forgiveness in my life. He came for you. That's what Christmas is all about. He died for you. Tonight, if you will believe, you can live for him.